Hey everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Turn Up The Talk podcast. Just a reminder, this is a mental health podcast, so some content discussed may be triggering for some. If you're not feeling up to it, hit pause, come back another day, we're not going anywhere. If it is an emergency, please don't hesitate to contact Lifeline on 13 11 14, that is a 24-hour service. Once again, guys, thanks for supporting us. If you do enjoy the podcast, it would really help if you liked and subscribed, share it around and give us a follow on Instagram. Thanks, guys, and enjoy. Turn up the talk podcast, tackling mental health together. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Turn Up the Talk. You're joined by Pat Clifton, Lockie Drew Morris. Lockie, how are you, man? I'm good, Patty. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Something different. So we're going to start doing weekly episodes. So not always with a guest. So today it's just going to be Lockie and myself. Just want to get more content out there. Each week we'll be covering different topics. And uh, so like I said, we're not always going to have a guest. We feel like we're not staying as relevant as we probably could be and not as educational and kind of achieving the goals that we want to. So you're going to see a lot more of Lockie and I's head. And then when we do get a guest, of course, of course, we'll make it good. Sounds good. What's going on, man? How's your day? Yeah, it was pretty good. School holidays. So Yeah, Mr. Drew Morris. (laughs) It's been good. It's been good. It's a nice break. And then, yeah, back next week. So. I've enjoyed being relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, nice, man. So, recently become a full-time teacher. Recently Congratulations. become a full-time teacher. Thank you very Enjoying much. Enjoying it? Loving it. It's good. It's obviously what I want to do. I, um, yeah, go to work every day and have a laugh, but also feel like you can sort of make a bit of a difference, so it's good. And you had a big day out of the Queen Elizabeth Stakes not long ago? I How did. was that? I did. <laughs> yeah, go I didn't on. see you there, but um, yeah, it was quite good. Uh, yeah, no, it was good. Got up a few, um, and then I backed... Oh, what was it called? Colette in the last race. Oh, I think like a lot of people at the ground and then still running. $32 one and Colette finished dead last. What a donkey. Probably running with three legs. Probably still running actually. So um, yeah, thanks Colette. And I think Hugh Bowman was on that. So thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was good. Obviously, that's the first time I've been to the races. Really? So it's good fun. Eh? It's really, really good fun. And then they had a spin-off ABBA band playing after. So all the hits, so all the oldies were in. Gimme, it. gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, nice. Yeah, well, you didn't see me there. I had a sober weekend, stayed off the drink, and I felt so good Monday. I went up to Newcastle for work. I was just vibing, playing my country playlist. I love music. Like, I've, honestly, music is like therapy. I reckon. So I was just by myself, music pumping, just screaming, singing. It's a bit of Taylor Swift in there. Shake it off. Shake it off. A love story, actually. <laughs> a bit of love story, but it was good fun. And then, so I just felt so good from from not drinking on the weekend, but then. This morning, I woke up really shit, to be honest, and I was just like, I wonder why, like, because I'd had a a weekend off drinking, and I I felt so good yesterday. I I struggled to get out of bed, but I got up, and I was just having a shit of a day, and then I went up to um, the Roosters for the Roosters podcast, and they had their media day and stuff, so there were players coming in and out, and there was a guy there with his dad, and he was probably 30 or 40, this guy, and his dad, obviously, a bit older. And he had a disability and he was just sitting out the front waiting for the players to come and go. And every time a player came, his face would light up and he'd say, dad, dad, it's, it's Mitch Orbo or whoever, whoever it was, it's Angus Crichton. And he'd run over with his jersey and his dad would get the camera out and take a photo and the smile on this guy's face. And I had to do a, um, like a rat test to, to go into the rooster. So I had to sit outside for 15 minutes and wait. And I got talking to them and every time I'd mention a player, you know, I said, oh, we interviewed um, Corbin and Baxter, the captain of the NRL women's team who just won and Jess Sergis and I was saying about that and he pulled out his full book of footy cards 
and he had the morning he goes oh that's her that's her and he had it all and the smile on his face honestly i walked away from that and it just my whole day changed like just something so simple just literally changed his day and it was i'm good now i'm good yeah i got i you get that feeling when you do something nice for someone or you have a really good conversation or you just see you know it's it's sort of infectious happiness and being joyful and people just loving existing really you know like over such simple things yeah so that was great the um the nrl the roosters team the nrlw roosters team yeah a bunch of guns. They were down, I think, what was it, 16 points? No, that's so that the was semi. A, yeah, and then they yeah, were down yeah. in the final as well. And then they won. And they beat the Dragons as well. They love beating the Dragons. Yeah, everyone loves beating the Dragons. But yeah, they were um, super big congratulations to them. That was awesome. On the topic of sport, we've got our golf day coming up. We do. This Friday. This Friday. Tickets still available if anyone uh, would like to come. Round of 18 holes, lunch, unlimited drinks. Just putting it out there. Get a team together. Get down to the Malabar Golf Course. Then we're back to the Clovelly Hotel for our after party. Uh, the standard of golf won't be as good as what's been on TV the last couple of weeks with the Masters. But yeah, speaking of the Masters with oh, Cam Smith. Yeah, wow. That 12th hole. I mean, the path for any triple bogeyed it. My dad doesn't get angry a lot. Unless Seuss are playing. Unless Seuss are playing. Or if he's watching sport, he loves surfing and golf. And he's going for someone. He loves the he loves the underdog. And obviously, Aussies in the Masters are always the underdog because Yank Central over there. Um, and I just heard a big no at about nine o'clock in the morning or eight thirty, whenever it was when he was playing. And um, yeah, quite quite unfortunate. But you now he came out and said that it was very unfortunate. And then unfortunately, you know, you don't want to say it. I hate saying it. And I, I just, when it happened, I was like, oh, I hate when that happens to people because it's just so unfortunate. But, you know, he even came out and said himself that he choked and it just goes to show how hard it is to be at the top of your game for so long, especially for a game like that, where you've got to play four days in a row and mentally so switched on. I mean, mm. I've seen both of us throw clubs on the third hole at East Lakes. Yeah, even so Botany. Even we, Botany. Even, even Botany. <laughs> yeah, it's because they, they don't have a fairway. That's oh, why. Don't, don't go. Don't be on foreshore drive if we're playing at Botany. Because, um, True yeah, story. Your windscreen might not be the same. Um, but yeah, you just feel sort of so sad. But then you you, you think how good they are yeah. to be at that level for so long. And then you look at a guy like Tiger Woods who came back and played. But just how consistent he was and how mentally draining that sport is. Because it's like swimming. Like, you're by yourself. Yeah, it'd be lonely, wouldn't it? Like, swimming, you're chasing that black line. Golf, you're literally looking at a ball yeah. a thousand times a All day. All technique is we're just swinging and swinging and swinging. It just shows how important. And that's obviously why there's, you know, sports psychologists now and things like that. Every single club, every single professional organization would have someone involved to deal with a mental health side. And I know with... Like um, the Olymp Olympics uh, for the netballers down at the AIS, they do a well-being survey every single day. Every day? Every day. The women's yeah, right. I, I don't know about the men. The women's team were doing one every single day because we, we had a chat to one of them at uni. And every day they'd wake up, they'd go to training, have brekkie, and they'd ha answer about 10 or 15 questions about how they were feeling. Yeah, nice. And that was to gauge what the training's like if they're getting enough sleep. And things like that. So it's just... Did did nuts. they talk about how much it changed day to day? No, they said it was pretty consistent. Yeah. But they said it all... They also noticed like if they had a big training day, what the next day was like. Yeah, right. Okay. That Like a recovery day and that, that how they were feeling, how they would wake up, how they would sleep. 
Um, but I think the main thing that I got out of that was that how important sleep was, especially for performance, but also for just for day-to-day life with your own mental health, understanding that if, you know, if you're having a bad day and sort of just look at what you've done, that's what I've, I think I've taken that from this podcast over the last couple of years. If I'm having a bad day, all right, well, what have I done to help or what have I done yeah. to hinder? So it's like I stayed up late last night or I got up early, I didn't sleep eating junk food, haven't been to the gym, haven't been for a run, arguments. I think sleep's the big... Again, we are not professionals at all, nor we do we proclaim to be, but we just speak our opinion. We share our own experiences on mental health and whatnot, and I think sleep is top two, maybe top three biggest factors yeah. in, in maintaining a, a good mental health. Something I've struggled with lately, sleeping, to be honest with you. I've been sleeping real bad, and, I, and then you do notice it the next day, even all day, but then... I find I'll get home from work at like say five or six or seven or whenever I get home and I'll be so exhausted, like so tired. Then when it gets to 10 o'clock or whatever, no chance of sleep. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what it is and I I need to get to the bottom of that. But yeah, that's something I've been struggling with. But if you crack down in a good sleeping, like I had it for about a week or two there. I was reading a book every night before bed. I hadn't read a book in, I've read two books in my whole life, now three. I just got hooked on this book. And instead of watching TV or instead of doing screen time, whatever, I'd just read this book before I went to bed. It was awesome. Yeah. But now I can't find another book. <laughs> well, I was reading um, McConaughey's book, Matt McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Green Light. He's a star stud. He's <laughs> he's what? He's a star stud. What does that mean? He's a stud. Like, he's, he's, just, he's just got everything going for him, doesn't he? I haven't heard that before. Yeah. Um, oh, well, now you do. I um, never know if it's... I think I just made it up. I think you made it up as well. Um. Yeah, no, nah, his, his book was great. I think Green Lights it was called. Um, and then I'm I'm doing audio books at the moment. Yeah, because oh, you're a bit illiterate. <laughs> coming from a guy that's read two books. Um, Three now. Audio books, yeah, because obviously doing a bit of travel, like to and from work, and I just find the radio's so shit. Kyle and Jackie O, mate, I can. He is he's so inappropriate. Hey, I don't know how he's. <laughs> He's the, some of the things that you've said, he makes you look like a priest. Like, he is ridiculous. But you put it on for a laugh, but then you just go, well, what is this? You know, it's not helping me. So I've I've been listening to Jordan Peterson's book. And he's Jordan Peterson. So oh, he's the, um, yeah, I know. Jordan very, Peterson, very interesting. Yeah. And he doesn't talk about politics or anything because I know that riles people up. He just talks about life and he just talks about some lessons for life that not just for males, but for females, for anyone. Um and he's just so interesting. He has these interesting comparisons. You know, he was comparing human beings to crabs the other day. But not the crabs you have, but the normal crabs <laughs> at the um normal crabs at the beach. And it was like just about their manner and what they do. And it actually like it makes I know people probably think, Oh, this guy's a weirdo, but how he links things is is really, really cool. And I like I get a lot out of it. You know, you listen to him for twenty, thirty minutes, and you're like, oh, I'll take that away. Yeah. You know? Right. But audiobooks. Um, what's it called? Audible. Audible. There you yeah. go. It's an app on your phone, isn't it? It is an app on your phone. Yeah, I was I read the um the Spenian book. Um unfiltered can't remember the exact name, but the Spenian book. Man, I loved it. I thought it was so good. Just what was that the, about? Just about his life. And I What's just his actual name? Anthony Hopkins. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh it's definitely Anthony, I think. Definitely, I think. I'm not sure. It's Anthony. Yeah, he goes by Spenian. But it was just so interesting. So he grew up in like the this area, like Waterloo, um, Glebe, all that kind of area, Woolloomooloo. And just how different his life was 
to say ours or or our kind of upbringing. And it was just so insightful. I mean, a lot. I think he gets a lot of hate saying, "Oh, you condone crime, blah 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 blah." But like, it depends what way you look at. It. Obviously, I'm not reading it going, "Oh, he's so enthralled in his crime." I'm just so enthralled of how different he is, considering he legit where we are right now is in our in our studio in Alexandria, thanks to Radio Hub. <laughs> we um get a plug in there. It's it's just such a different lifestyle and what he went through and how he's come out of it and how his mindset's now changed. And I mean, you hear so many people like that, like Russell Manson, for example, who. Grew up in that life. Story, yeah, yeah, that was a great story. That was our our latest podcast before this one. If you want to go check that one out, he um he has quite the story. And there's just so many people like that that when you get to actually know them, apart from face image, they've just got a completely different story. And I just found that so so interesting. Yeah, it's just funny how. And I'm not saying Spaniard's a celebrity. If you you're watching, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. You are. If you're watching, watching, you are. We um, know he's a regular listener. We know he's watching. Um, it's funny though. Hey, like. When people come out and sports stars come out and big people come out and speak about mental health, that's when people realize, oh, yeah, like it, it's a real thing. But regular people talk and doesn't really click. And it's funny that people actually start to think about those types of big personalities as just ordinary people. Yeah. You know, like um, Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba came out the other day. The soccer player. Yeah, he plays for yeah. Man United. And he just spoke about how, I don't know what he makes a week, probably in the essence of, Hundred million a week? Oh <laughs> no, he does not make a hundred million a week. Oh, okay. Couple hundred thousand a week. Um, and you're a teacher, just like how he, you know, he's expected to. Yeah, he's living the life. You can pay, yeah, maybe a couple hundred million, couple hundred thousand a week. <laughs> a couple billion, wasn't it? It's like, of course, he's gonna have mental health issues. Like they go to training every day. He can't go out because he gets mobbed. Or he gets abused, especially yeah. if you're in a comp like the English Premier League where fans, are, it's their life. And then he can't, it's people go against him when he come out and comes out and says stuff. I know Ben Stokes has come out. And I think there's actually a documentary coming out soon about it. Just like it's people, and similar to what Spaniard might be doing there, just putting things in, into perspective and just getting an insight into what people are actually like. Yeah, there's apparently a great documentary. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Um... Marty Fish, I think it was a tennis player. My sister told me about it. Apparently, it's he, it's his documentary about he suffered really bad anxiety. Well, not suffered, sorry. He lives with really bad anxiety and just throughout his tennis career and everything like that. Another great one was Avicii. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't. That's a great documentary. It used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it still is. Obviously, he passed away, but um, that's a really, really good documentary. Just about, again, like he said, because he was so anxious, he'd have to have a drink or two before he got on stage and then he's performing every night so he'd keep drinking then he'd yeah. take pills and then he ended up pink oh, maybe not pancreatic cancer but something to do with the liver when you drink too much and then it got to the point where he had to cancel his tour and he's like i just i don't want to keep doing it and he, i think he had maybe two weeks or four weeks to go and his manager and everything was saying oh come on man just get it done and he goes you don't understand like you're not i can't i can't physically keep going and he said people were just trying to well come it's only two weeks like you've done this long you might as well finish it and um, I highly recommend checking that one out. Well, that's why we started it, right? Like this podcast, because we thought a lot of people don't, either don't have the skills or don't have the information to help themselves. So if they listen to someone who they respect, then they might take something out of it. And, you know, you you look back on who we've spoken to, some pretty cool people and what their stories are. You know, hopefully you'd like to think that people took a little bit out of that just from listening to their their story. Yeah, and, their role models or, or people in the public figure. Yeah, because it's just like everyone bags and when they do something wrong, but it's just like they're normal people and 
I think that's the way, unfortunately, a lot of people learn is from listening to things and then hopefully they can take those skills on. Yeah. So we started this in 2019, October, and we did an Ep Zero with yourself, myself and Luca. So Luca's with Parramatta at the moment, training. So he's... um. Doing very well for himself. He's with been the, the with last the side, yeah. I think he's been like the eighteenth, nineteenth man in the last couple of weeks. So hopefully he can get on. Soon. Yeah. So unfortunately he couldn't make it today. But in App Zero, I'm not sure if you guys have listened to it, but I kind of talked about what we're about, our own stories. Obviously that was two and a half, nearly three years ago. So what's been going on for you since then, Lucky? Uh no, I've been, I've been really good. I think talking about it is just sort of like therapy in itself, and I, I feel as though I'm a lot clearer now with my thoughts and a lot clearer with where I want to be, what I want to do. And I think, and I don't know, it's not, it's definitely not just us, but I think now a lot more people in the Eastern suburbs are aware of it. Definitely not us, but because of the suicides, because of all the stuff that's been going on, so many, so many more people are talking about it. So many more people are, it's in the front of their mind now. And hopefully I would like to see, obviously don't want to say, but I would, would like to sort of compare attempts and deaths over the last couple of years because I feel as though that a lot of people that were growing up and then those suicides happened like it changed a lot of people's lives yeah and it was so vast like it happened all up all up and down not that the eastern suburbs is a big place but it was obviously happening in Bondi Vaucluse and then Maroubra so it wasn't just isolated you know it was quite big so yeah I think um I've obviously been loving this and I think the things that we're doing at the moment I know I love getting up for Pilates uh, Pilates Tuesday morning, 6.30 at the Clovelly Hotel with Hattie. Absolutely great. Great start to the day. I probably feel the best I feel all week after yeah. that. You do it. You have a shower. I get a coffee and it's just- Maybe even a swim if you got time. Bang. A little ocean swim at Clovelly. I feel, you feel so good and you feel ready to go after the day and just do what you need to do. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, I still live with severe anxiety, which- Day to day just is still a, a part of my life. Like I'm constantly in. So I went and saw a psychologist in December, did two sessions with her. And then we had the Christmas break and everything. And, and I just didn't go back, which was my fault. And um, I, I'm just living in fight and flight, which is something I didn't understand before. So I'll talk about it just to kind of, I feel like a lot of people who do live with anxiety kind of have the same thing. So your brain, there's two components of your brain. Obviously there's a lot more, but in regards to anxiety and there's a part where you just live in your normal thoughts and then there's a part when you have a reaction or something you go into fight and flight which is a normal reaction for every human but when you're living with severe anxiety constantly you're always in fight and flight so you never really switch off so that's something that I've been kind of dealing with and I am going to go back and speak to a professional about it but um yeah it's just just dealing with that I guess I mean I'm past the point when we did Ep zero, obviously, my so my anxiety came on really hard early that year, like eight months before. So I was having anxiety over getting anxiety. Does that makes sense. Like I was living every day because a panic attack and anxiety attack was so bad that I was scared to get one. It's like what Marky Mitchell said. You don't. Yeah, you, like living in a movie. No, yeah, and he spoke about how you don't have anxiety; you do anxiety. Because yeah. of just the loop that you're on and things like that, like you were talking about. Yeah, exactly right. So it was like I was scared every day that I was going to have an anxiety attack or I was going to have a panic attack. And I feel like I've definitely passed that. Like now I know when I have it, I've I've got things to deal with that, which is just what I've learned from myself, from speaking to professionals, from doing this and learning from other people. Just understanding you know what it is. 
you've been through it before. You will get through it again as, as, as uncomfortable as it is. It's just a feeling and, and it will, it will pass. So that's definitely something that I've, that I've got past, which is great because it was a shit feeling living in fear over getting this feeling. But now that's done. But yeah, it's just about continually growing and learning more about it and just getting out of that. I mean, I've accepted to live with it and it kind I got told again from my psychologist, she was, yeah, that like you, you're so comfortable living with it that when you don't have it, which is very rarely, it's a weird feeling. It's and you're uncomfortable. And yeah, <laughs> legit. And, and then I, you, I trick myself into getting anxiety again because I'm just so used to living with it now for however many years. So I need to get out of that cycle, which is something I'm going to be working on. But apart from that, been pretty good, man. I mean, I went, had a breakup about six months ago, which is obviously tough. No one really likes to go through that. So I'm still just kind of healing from that and stuff. But like, I'm, I feel good in myself. Like, I feel like when you go through things, even in lot, just in general, like I'm sure you've gone through so many things. And when you come out of it, it's like when you get a blister and it hurts and it's shit. But then when it peels back and you get the new skin, Clarity, yeah. it's like you're so much tougher from it. I feel like I'm a completely different person from it, from going through those things. Because you just, as shit as it is, it makes you a better person. It makes you a stronger person. You learn so much life experience. Yeah. And like, I feel like you just have to go through things. Yeah. Like you have to, and it builds such a better person. And I'm so grateful I went through, through that stage. And like, obviously I won't talk about it in too much detail because it's not really my place to say as, as there's two, two halves to it. But yeah, I just feel like it's, I'm grateful that I went through it and I'm so much stronger I went through it. So if people are going through these things, whether it be a job loss or a breakup or just mental health illness in itself, depression, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever it is. When you get out the other side and you're so much tougher for it. And like I said, every person is different how they come out. Some people might, I feel like I've come out of my shell a lot more. I feel like I'm so much more resilient and can deal with things a lot better. And I'm just so grateful that I went through that. So I know it's tough when you're in the moment and it's still, it's not like it's just completely done. Like it's still obviously hard, but that's just, when you're going through those things, just know you're going to come out a better person for it and a much stronger person for it. Yeah, I think something that I've learned as well is, and it was about myself, is that I, I obviously like to be sort of organized, planned, but I would always try and justify things and have a yes or a no. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned from this is that you've just got to go with shit and it'll all be good in the end mm. and you've just got to go with it. There's no way you should be feeling there's no way you shouldn't be feeling. Obviously, unless, you know, you're having feelings of despondency or depression or, like you said, changing sort of moods all the time, I would go and speak to someone. But if you're just going about your sort of your life, you're getting through stuff, you're happy. You're not happy because I think when people say, oh, are you happy? It's like, well, are you happy or are you just not sad? You know, content. there's there's a big difference. And then. So yeah, being content. If you're going through that, you're content with where you're at. You got some goals. Don't feel as though you ever have to feel or be in a certain spot. Uh, that's one of the biggest things I've learned. And again, sort of ties into what I want to finish off with is nothing is uniform. Like there's nothing that everyone is going to go through the same. So yeah. I think you just spoke about your experience with anxiety and those things might help people. Might not. But I think the best thing you can do if you're in a hole is go and speak to someone, go and speak to a mate, speak to a family, speak to a parent, speak to friends, because everyone goes through a lot of stuff and they all go through it at different stages. And when they're at those different stages, you're going to deal with 
different things. And you're going to come across people who have been successful with it. You're going to come across people who haven't. And those people that haven't are going to have more experience from it. So I think when you are in a hole, like I said, talk to someone. The best thing you can do is get different opinions and try and navigate through things successfully by having those connections. And I think, and we always say it, that having a good group of friends is better than having 20, 30 friends who you can't call if something's wrong. Better to have two or three who you know that, are there for you and can support you. You can rely on. Yeah. So you've got to surround yourself with the right people. And people listening, I myself included, and probably you, who you, there's certain people in your life who you probably know throughout your life, everyone's going to have it. You know, they're just not right, you know, but you, for whatever reason, because it's more comfortable or whatever it may be, they, you stick with them. Like you said, if you just close your circle, I'm not saying you can only have two friends, but like even just in relationships with people or uh, romantic relationships, anything it may be, if you think that you're better off without a certain person, then you probably are. Otherwise, why would you be thinking it? And it's such a scary leap to take. But when you take it, it's not easy. And when you get through it, you'll be so grateful for it and so much better for it. Definitely. Well, that probably do us. Yeah, I think so. One of our first episodes together back, obviously, um, we are going to do this weekly. We're going to try and get some guests. We have got some good guests lined up for the next couple of weeks, which we can't wait for you guys to listen to. Our overall goal, I know we've sort of said this a few times at our events, and it will link to sort of the golf day as well. Our overall goal for this year is to open some wellness centers up towards the end of the year, start of next year. The aim of those wellness centers is to have a place where people can go. We can run our events, so we can run our Pilates, we can do our walks, we can do a workout session, then also have a psychologist on hand or some community groups. It's a community place where people can come, feel valued and feel as though they can express themselves and talk about mental health. I think people think talking about mental health is quite a dour conversation. It's quite a negative conversation that's going to require work. But I think one of the things that we've sort of shown is that it's not. You know, It's yeah. just ongoing conversations where you're learning about things and hopefully taking bits and pieces here and there. And so that's our main goal. And then obviously we've got our golf day this Friday. So if you haven't got tickets, uh, you can access that via our Instagram in the bio. And yeah, 12.30 for golf, six o'clock at the Clovelly Hotel. Hopefully we'll see you there. Thanks guys for tuning in. Thanks again to the Clovelly Hotel and Radio Hub. Clovelly Hotel, our major sponsor and Radio Hub. We're recording in the new studios in Alexandria. They're great. Lockie, the Cooper Silk. Is it, what's the Cooper Silk Studio? The, yeah, that's, so he says. So he, so says. he says. We're still deciding. I've got to have a board meeting. The Cooper Gerald Silk Radio Hub Room. <laughs> brought to you by Radio Hub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a big shout out to Mick, our video man. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, Mick. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Share it around if you enjoy it. Look forward to more weekly episodes. And thank you again. Turn Up The Talk podcast, tackling mental health together.